I don't try and bathe in boiling water. We tend to do that with our relationships, with mm. ourselves and other human beings. Facts. Like we don't utilize that thing for what it is it was designed to do. That's Collins Peters, a longtime friend of mine and self-made relationship counselor in California. He's one of the most objective people um, that I ever met. And that's why I find that he has a sound ear when working through complex relationship scenarios. I won't even say he's a little eccentric. He's very eccentric, which is the case of 90% of the people that are in my inner circle. So keep that in mind. In this conversation, uh, we gloss over a few things about love, compatibility, polyamory, which is a typical conversation that he and I have regularly. So go ahead and drop that intro. Welcome to the Ultimate Freedom Podcast. Ultimate Freedom Podcast. Uncensored, unrestricted. He talks about whatever, whenever, and however he wants. Your host, Jamare Clarington. Most Bakuma, baby. Let's begin. Welcome, Collins Peters. Longtime friend uh, since college. Relationship guru got a few books he's working on that's why i said a few so go a ahead few. just a few just a few just a few got, so, got one out right now the first workbook is called the workbook you can get it it's a real simple small little pamphlet type thing where you can uh learn to master yourself and stop being uh caught up in your your childhood problems and issues that, that keep on repeating and repeating and get you out of that cycle so let's stay there so let's stay there. Really get into it. Let's stay there real quick. Um, For the viewers at home that you don't know, Jamar just rolled his eyes because he's like, "Here, this dude, Collins." Go. <laughs> so let's gotta go. be happy, man. Let's stay there. So the workbook. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Talking about people um, repeating what things from their childhood, going through. Yeah. Explain that. Like so. All right. So. Everybody has cycles that we kind of go through. We, we have consistent problems that we kind of meet up over and over and over again in our life. We meet them. We try to overcome them if we, if, you know, whether we're successful or not. But have consistent types of problems, like certain things, angers with, uh, problems with anger, problems with sadness, problems with depression, problems with uh, relationships, you know, um, problems with authority. Um, any types of issues that you, you know, are basically going on and on and on in our lives. We find ourselves to have recurring issues and recurring situations. And after a while you realize, okay, well, maybe it's not everybody else. Maybe it is me. Um, mm. you get to that point and like, okay, well then once you, once you know that it is you, like, what, what do you, what can you do about it? Like, how can you break yourself out of that cycle of repeating the same negative behaviors and same kind of, uh, automatic response systems that we do that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. And just basically help you break out of that. Um, be, be, first, become aware of where, like, where it comes from, and then break out of that cycle so that you're not stuck in that space of, well, this is how I react because I'm this type of person, and even though it has negative outcomes, I'm I don't know I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna keep on doing the same thing. So it's it's a little workbook, and it, it, it takes you through exercises that show you how to be aware in those times and then break yourself out of the, the situations in a way that actually works. And then from that space, you can step into doing what you want authentically, like what your, what your being wants. And that's going to be work with number two, authenticity okay. tests. Okay. 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 And I, and I want to let the, the listeners know that you do master me Mondays. I think you're on 
what season two? Yeah, uh, season two, Mastering New Mondays. He does that on on his Facebook lives. I've been um, trying to convince him to go ahead and and shoot it over cross platforms like YouTube. So I I think you were in the process a while ago of downloading them all. Yes, the I do day. have them all downloaded. I do have them all downloaded and and posting them on 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 YouTube. Um, and explain what Master Me Mondays is about. So Mastering Me Mondays is kind of in the name. It's basically a, you know, an hour long, about, usually about an hour, but it's a show that's specifically dedicated to mastering yourself. So I have different topics, you know, some that people ask me about, um, some that come up and, you know, I see there are issues going on in the world. There's someone in my life and they have an issue and they have a problem and I see some of the solutions and ways to, to deal with it. And I'll just come up with a, you know, that as the, 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 the show topic or whatever. And, um, you know, people can actually be a part of it. They can talk and they can ask questions and challenge, you know, the ideas and, and things like that, which is, you know, challenging is, is very healthy as long as it's done in a, an open-minded way. And uh, it just gives the people an opportunity to get, you know, doses, little doses of sessions, because not everybody can afford sessions with me, um, you know, but everybody can get those. That's a, a basically a way that they can access some of the teachings that I'm able to share with people. And, uh, you know, just one, one, one topic at a time, one episode at a time, there's different topics. Some, some about learning how to be in a polyamorous relationship, some about learning how to deal with your triggers, um, some about learning how to deal with, you know, narcissism or uh, certain pro problems that we have that are persistent. I know the, um, polyamory, the polyamory one was a big one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people, they like that one because uh, it, it's different. You know what I mean? It's different. It, I think it's something that people are so curious about because it's becoming more prevalent. The idea that monogamy isn't the only way, you know, that's kind of becoming prevalent. But then there's not that many working paradigms for people to like look at and be like, oh, yeah, I've seen this work before. And it's like an enigma. You know, it's something that people are curious about. Some, some things that a lot of people are, you know, maybe afraid to actually admit that they want to do or they're 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 open to the ideas slightly but they don't know how to do it and things like that so and then there's the people that are just like fully on 100 percent against it but they're still so curious uh how the other side lives like how could i be free from jealousy type thing yeah you know and it's not yeah. and it's not that not to say that of course that <laughs> just because you're in a polyamorous relationship that you will not deal with jealousy it's a completely opposite actually it's like you have more opportunities to master your jealousy it's kind of like if you mm -hmm pray for patience you know uh you're not gonna get patience you get things that are test your patience so you get opportunities to practice and get good at being patient so it's kind of like that where you have to deal with certain issues there are a lot of negative habits that we have in relationships that human beings just like we do over and over again but because we get in these comfortable relationships sometimes mm -hmm. they don't challenge us to step out of those and we keep on repeating those those situations and it doesn't work but we're comfortable with a certain person when we accept certain, you know, defaults and things like that. But you, a lot of those things you don't really get away with in polyamory. And I, and I think that it will actually be magnified mm -hmm. in, in, in polyamory relationships. I think all your, your setbacks and the things that you deal with in a monogamous relationship will only be magnified in polyamory relationship because you're dealing with more people. Yep. It's like, if you have a, let's say, you know, you don't have, good uh communication skills and you got a company right mm -hmm. and it's just you and the company then you might be able to get away with it because you, you know, your lack of communication skills you can still put maybe you say you have an online business you can put it up 
right? But if you start to have, you know, coworkers and, you know, employees and, oh, you start to have to start dealing with vendors or dealers and you're selling something and you got to start dealing with Walmart or, you know, whatever these companies that you might want to be putting your products into or whatever, then those communication skills really start to be important at that point. And you don't get away with not having good communication skills or say managerial skills or, or um, not having a, a, a good technique of like, I don't know, getting your point across to the other person um, so that they can be enrolled. You know, you can't really get away with that with a whole giant company, you know, or it's the same kind of principle when it comes to relationships. If you have uh, like your romantic relationships where, yeah, if you don't have good communication skills uh, and there's two or three people that's in your immediate family, that's on that same level, like not just with children, but mm. like people that can actually check you that, that can hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep your word, you know, and it's just you and the other person be like, well, but I get my, but you didn't do this. But then there's a third party there. That's like, Hey guys. Yeah. Like that's, you're not keeping your word. Like you're breaking your word. You keep doing that. And so it's not, and it's not really a two against one or a three against one scenario. It really would, it, what it is is a two for one. So you get more people that can hold you accountable, but our egos don't like to be held accountable. That's true. That's true. You know, so, so it's challenging for the individual, um, but it's really great for the, for the community, for the, for the whole, for that individual and also for the people that they're around, because the more people you have that, that are there for you is the easier it is for you to thrive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, so that's, so I have ahead. a premise. I, I do have a premise about you know, polyamory being, having many loves. I think uh, more people should look, people should look for compatibility more so than love, right? So I think love should be like number three on the list of what I'm looking for in a partner. Maybe I'm willing to push, Hmm. right? Because I'm always willing to say, okay, I want to make sure one, that we are both have some type of understanding when it comes to finances. You know, how's that going to be governed? Who's going to okay. be the, the primary person when it comes to handling the, the, the money? Are both partners are going to work? Is one partner going to work? I, I think that should be, you know, on the forefront because a lot of people, when they get into relationships, they don't get into the financial part to all down the road, right? I totally get that. And then number two is just understanding. I'm Africa, I'll put number two at compatibility, right? So are we compatible? Okay. Can we get along, right? And uh, are we going to argue or are we going to fight or are we going to have arguments or conversations? And when I say arguments, you know, argument is we're both arguing our side and we're both hearing each other, not a fight where you're just fighting, just blurting out stuff that right, 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 doesn't right. progress you any further. So, and then after all that, then comes love. Right. Because I think <laughs> I think people can be compatible and then fall in love more so than people being in love and then not compatible and then falling out of love because you're not compatible. You can't totally get, get that. You know what I'm saying? So that is my thing. And I think and I tell people this because we've only been as human beings, depending on the civilization um, we're talking about, have only been getting married out of love for the past like like hundred or so years. Okay. Or that most people were you know, in arranged marriages, right? And you had to figure out, okay, we're arranged. Okay, we're compatible because, you know, we come from the same cultural um, aspect. And okay, 
oh, I, I fell in love with this person. They've been with this person for three or four years, 20 years. Eventually, we start loving each other. Okay. <laughs> Rather than so many people just falling in love all for the wrong things, mind you. Like, oh, I like the way he looks, or I like the way he dress, or like this or that. Right, 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 right. Blah, blah, blah. And to find out the person is, is a total asshole, right? So <laughs> you're dealing with all this baggage because you think love brings all this other unnecessary feelings like anger, jealousy, and things like that. When, like I said, compatibility first, can we get along? And then, you know, maybe some that wear down the road, we can love each other. Right. Okay. So now let, let's look at, let's look at something really, really important, right? For everybody that's listening. Like, and when, when you look back, I want you to go ahead and like rewind a little bit. What, like when Jamari started talking about love and examine this, 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 this interesting phenomenon that, I, you know, it's part of programming. It's part, you know, it happens every single time um, you're watching a movie and then the idea of love comes up. Right. Um, and just pay attention to this part. Now, Jamari went back and forth, right. Between love and in love mm. about four times right and so now jamari don't like when i get into my conspiracy theory stuff right <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna get into a light a light level one right i like okay. i like okay light level one it's, 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 you know, we're not gonna go into no crazy stuff right but for now let's just look at the the conflation of the ideas because this one as human beings we kind of we conflate ideas over and over again Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing is another thing, you know, meaning one thing means another and blah, 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 blah. But two things could have two distinct um, differences in meanings. And if we don't honor those differences, then we get wrapped up and we get, might get lost in, in, you know, in the conjunction of those two things. So let's separate the idea of love and in love mm-hmm. because you went back and forth saying this different terminologies, but I believe the whole time you meant the same thing. All right. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The, the, the version of love that you're talking about is like the, the butterfly feelings and the infatuation and the, I really, really have intense feelings about this other person. Right. Facts. Right. So now remember the first time you, you, you mentioned it, you said the word love. Mm-hmm. Right. You said, I think that people should get married for, for love, like third or fourth down the list. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when you started to talk about how that I see looks, you going. <laughs> okay, right? I see you going. go ahead. When you started talking about how that looks, like, okay, well, we got together, we were compatible, we're from the same culture, and then eventually we fell in love, right? And so- I got you, I got you. I right? Got you. And so if you notice, right, like if, if anybody notices, just watch, just, just like really consciously watch a romantic comedy or uh, even an action film, you know, it, like anytime the word love comes up and someone professes their love within- a minute maximum, they're going to rephrase it as in love. And it's like clockwork. You can just sit there and just count your time. Like, oh, they said love. Like, oh, I love you. And you're this and you're that. You're amazing. And I've been in love with you ever since the first time I saw you. Mm, mm. And these two things get conflated and that destroys relationships. When I say destroys, it destroys relationships because people are looking for in love and they think that their actual relationship is supposed to have that feeling that of feeling. being in love and then when time goes on things happen you know people fall out of love and then they think well that means i shouldn't be with this person anymore yeah <clears throat> so i get what you're saying so it doesn't mean like perfect example when you have an ex and y'all mutually break up you know for yeah. whatever, whatever reasons um you still love the person Mm-hmm. but you're no longer in love. in love with them. Right. 
but you could also be with someone. See, this, I, like I, I counsel couples that have been married, right? And they 100% love each other. Mm-hmm. I've been together five, 10 years, but they're not in love with each other anymore. And, and they're looking for that. And, and because they're lost in not being able to, dis- to distinguish, well, I need to be in love to have a good relationship, or I need to love in, in, in order to have a good relationship. They don't distinguish the difference of those two, those two phrases. And so when one or both lose that infatuation feeling, that's, that's what in love, in love is the experience of infatuation. That's what it is. Those really strong, intense, bonding, you know, chemical response uh, feelings that we have, you know, um, that, you know, increased, you know, the butterflies, you know, when you look at that person and you feel, you feel a certain way, like, oh, wow, you know, this person is amazing. Because we, we can fall in love with people that we don't even know, you know. We fall in love with celebrities that we've never met. We fall in love with, you know, models, you know, and all these people because we get these really strong, intense feelings of, wow, look at this person. But that is a fleeting um, emotion. That can come or go. It can be built. It can be manufactured. There are books and, you know, talks on how to hack that experience. You can actually trick someone into being in love with you. Yeah, I believe that. Right? Like, that's how, that's how much of a ego aversion, you know, a hackable thing because it's, it's, it's with your mind and your body. It really goes to like your mind and your body. Like mm-hmm. there's certain chemical things that could happen that could make someone fall in love. You know, they have great sexual chemistry and then they feel all these in love things. But to have a lasting and positive relationship, love has to be at the center of it, not in love, not infatuation, not infatuation, not really, really strong, you know, bubbly feelings about this person or being completely enamored with this person. No. It's the love is not in, innately, you know, sexual. Like I try to explain to people, when, like a lot of when a lot of people have an issue, like when they're trying to wrap their minds around, and this is usually a lot of times it'll be the like the women that are, are courting me, right? We're in the courtship process, and you know, I let them know that I'm polyamorous, I'm not monogamous, um, and you know, that's the way I choose to live my my life. And if they want to be with me, then that's something that they're going to um, either accept. They don't have to be polyamorous; they can completely be monogamous if they want to. No, but I'm polyamorous and how they can uh, start to understand and look at it and, 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 and realize, okay, well, this is how this works and blah, 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 is they always ask the same question, you know, some, at some point in time. It's like, well, how could you be, how could you be in love with, you know, all these people at the same time? It's like, well, in love is not at the core of my need or want when I'm looking to, to start a relationship or to, to um, deal with a relationship. I, I deal with it from the place of actual love, not in love, actual love, not infatuation. You know, we can be in love with a person today and then completely hate them the other day. That's kind of how infatuation works. And then the day after that, you know, oh, they, they, you make up, you know what I mean? You guys have some great sex or, you know, they, uh, they take you on a trip or, you know, they bring you some food and something. And then all of a sudden you're back into in love, you know, and, and, and you can flip, flap and flip, flap. But really what's going to stand the test of time is actual love. And that's the same kind of love you can have for your mom. You can have for your children. You could have for your brother, you can have for your sister, you know, you can have for yourself and you can have for your, your mates, right? That is where the core of relationships really have to start being redesigned and restructured to look for. And, and, and we're talking specifically in this moment about romantic relationships, like your significant others. Mm-hmm. Right? We, if we, as a people, as a species don't change the way that we are operating and relating to each other on a fundamental basis, like we're not relating toward each other from a basis of, of 
of love. We're relating to each other on a basis from fear. The majority of our relationships are based in fear. You know, it's about, you know, security and survival and all these things. And so our relationships aren't really about that connection between the two people all the time. You know, it's really about, okay, well, like you talked about compatibility. Um, but when you talked about compatibility, you know, one of the things that were, you know, the financial aspect, like what's going to bring up, how are we going to deal with these finances? And why is finances so important? Because finances is directly linked to, can you buy food? Do you have a place to stay? Can you live? And that's, mm -hmm. what, it come, that's what it comes down to, right? And that problem, we were talking about, you know, if you have an issue and, it's, and, and you're only dealing with one person or a couple people, it might not be that big of a deal. But once you start adding more and more and more and more people, the problem can confound mm -hmm. and get bigger and bigger. Well, that's pretty much where we're at as a species of human beings. Like when there wasn't as much of us, us having bad relationships or negative relationships with each other, it's not that bad. You know, we could still survive. Mm -hmm. But as a 7 billion and climbing you know, um, species, the number of us that are having negative experiences with each other, it multiplies. So it becomes more of a concentrated negative growth, you know, um, of problems that can, you know, basically lead to our destruction as human beings, you know, and probably our planet as well. And that's because we're not relating to each other on that, that very fundamental level of love, like love for yourself and love for others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we come from that place, it's not that we have to bend over backwards every time a problem happens. That's not what necessarily what love is. Sometimes love is just standing strong in your space of what you know is authentic for, for you. Exactly. Now, and, you know, bring it back to your compatibility. What I teach is any, any two human beings on this earth are compatible. Any two human beings, right? We all have the possibility, you know, it's, all, it's always possible for people to have good relationships, regardless of their background, you know, um, their, like, I'm talking about religious background, cultural background, you know, the traditions and things like that, age, um, sex, um, philosophies and things like that. We can all actually have good relationships with each other. Like you and I, for example, for everybody who's listening, like Jamari and I have very, uh, I would say parallel and then congruent. Like we have tangents of like core philosophies that are, that are, that are in direct like conflict of each other. Yeah. We shouldn't yeah. be as good of friends as we are. We shouldn't have as good of a relationship as we have mm -hmm. based on the way that people are taught how to relate to each other. That's true. Right. But I where, just, me personally, I can get along with, I can get along with anyone. Right. You know, and see now, if you can get along with anyone though, and some people can't, it shows that it's possible for you. If it's possible for one, it's possible for anybody. I, I think I, I think in a perfect world, of course, I think um, everyone can get along if you set aside your ego at some point, right? Exactly. Everybody's battling exactly. the ego, um, and I like to tell people, and it, I like to tell people, I know how to check my ego. And so when you say the word ego, people automatically think, oh, you're talking about ego as far as your, your pride or no, I'm talking about my, the self, the being, the self, yeah, 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 that totally. part of me, I can check that part of me that may not get along with that part of you and set that right. aside because that's not as important as if we're trying to make progress. 
if we're coming right. to build something. So I value what we're building more so than I value how I may feel about right. your core belief or something like that. As long as, you know, your core beliefs and like talking about, you know, killing people, um, then which authentically that's not necessarily that's not really anybody's core belief yeah hopefully <laughs> right uh, hopefully you know there's lots of studies that go to say like I mean, people that are serial killers and all like that they have some kind of traumatic experience in their childhood or some kind of chemical thing going on that yeah, stops yeah, them from being true. able to see something but let's say for the average you know human being that could be no problem and and it's, it's interesting though like what you said like in a perfect world we all like Let's, I, I would love for people not to just live into the, the, the thought that in a perfect world means that we cannot have a perfect world. Because we say that and it's, it's almost with, the, it's almost with the, the next or the background thought of, yeah, but that ain't how it is. And that, ain't, <laughs> you know, it, it ain't going to happen, it's true. right? It's true. It, it, so it kind of gives us a, a, an out for not Yeah, like, well, but in a perfect yeah. world, yeah. You know, hey, I would, I would be responsible and, you know, kind <laughs> and generous. Uh, but we ain't in a perfect world. So therefore, you know what I mean? I don't have um, to, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to live into that. You mm -hmm. know, I don't have to be responsible for what it would take to be that, you know, or to be that way. Mm -hmm. So consider that we can actually have, you know, well, I want to say can. I'll make this statement. The world is perfect. We do have a perfect world. Mm -hmm. How we relate to the world is not perfect, however. And that's why we have the experience that we don't live in a perfect world. I can ride with that. All right, so like there's not the, the world is the way that it is. Mm -hmm. Everybody is the way that they are. Things have happened the way that they have happened. They are happening now the way they're happening now. All that's and I, perfect. And I think it's at the end of the day, it's how you perceive things. Yes. Yes. And so like that. Someone can look at a tree and say that it's a perfect tree. And another right. person will look at a tree. Well, it's not perfect because it has, you know, darker bark in this area than it has on the other. Right. Area. Right. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right but it's really your perception of what you think is beautiful and i think that stems from someone's environment yes how they were raised and how they were conditioned to think um yep that's a whole nother topic <laughs> in itself yeah i mean and if you if you just look at it like if ever i invite anybody listening to just try this on like the world is exactly the way it is if we relate to it as if it shouldn't be then we are the ones that are out of integrity with the way that the world is. And that's why we are the ones that are suffering. Now, yes, some kangaroo could be suffering in Australia. Mm -hmm. Some tree could be suffering in, Am in the Amazon rainforest when it's burning. But our perception, or the lack of perception of that, we don't suffer about that. Mm -hmm. So individually, we're all suffering. Like individually, we all have suffering. But also individually, we can all be free from suffering. So the world doesn't have to change in order for us to have a different experience with the world. That's true. Like I now, with the way that the world is, the way that people are, mm -hmm. and Jamari will know, knows me, I don't like people. I don't like human beings. And yes, I am one. You know, I know that I'm a human being. At least part of me is. But I also know that like, hey man, I don't like the way that we act. I don't like the way that we deal with each other with potential that we could act. And I've seen glimpses of us treating each other with love and care and kindness. And I think ultimately I tell people all the time, I love, I love people, but it doesn't mean that I, I like you. 
right. And, and like, is, like is something. Like right. is the, the, the simplest version, right, of in love. Mm. Right? Like, like, like in love with somebody, in love with somebody, oh man, I'm in love with this person. You really, 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 really like that person. Mm-hmm. That's completely separate from love. Because most people don't like their children, but they all love their children. Like I know, I know for a fact, like there are, there are years in which my mom did not like me. <laughs> years. I went by those teenage years. Yeah. She did not like me. Yeah. And I didn't like her. But we both loved each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? The love was still there. And so, so then the same thing with goes with like later on, you go to romantic relationships. There are times where I was like, I was in love with someone. You know, and I loved them. There were times that I loved someone and I wasn't in love with them. Times when I loved someone and I freaking hated them. So let me go back. So are you saying that basically <clears throat> my original premise of, of, you know, first being compatible mm -hmm. and now we have to kind of differentiate which type of love. So you can be compatible and you can be, you can love that person. Yes. Have a, you know, a great marriage or great relationship. Let's not just say marriage, just say relationship. But you never have to be in love with that person. Never. Never. And by the way, the example that you gave, which was the arranged marriages, a lot of these people, they did not. Like, they didn't even know the person to even say that they didn't like them. So they at some point, okay, so great. I'm great that we were able to differentiate that between those. Okay, so at some point, so let's break that, go back down. At mm -hmm. some point, when I said that they were arranged marriages, and mm -hmm. eventually they learned to love that person. Not necessarily meaning, based on what we just discussed, that they, they were in love with that person. Yeah, it's, no. I, no, I love this person. We, I cared, and with that, with love, yeah. really, I care deeply for this person. Yes. I don't want to see harm done to this person. So that's why I tell right. people I love everyone because I don't want to see harm come to people. Right. No, I don't want to see anybody suffer. That's not cool. Right. I don't like to watch videos of somebody getting hit by a car or something. I don't like to see that. I don't yeah. want people to suffer in that way. Now, right. if I met you in person, I may not like you. Right. Saw you and didn't want nothing, no harm to come to you, but I don't want you in my space because I just don't like the type of person you are. Right. I don't vibe with you. Right. And so, so people can be compatible, get along with each other, learn to care yes. for that person, never yes. ever experiencing those butterfly feelings, which I really don't think really makes or break a relationship. Not definitely not. And I think that's what my premise stands on. It's like, okay, Let's learn how to get along. Let's learn how yes. to build something, all right? Yes. Rather than have this fleeting feeling of, of love, the in love feeling. In and, love, yes, yes. And, and never really building anything and only causing each other turmoil because you're seeking something that is fleeting anyway. Doesn't, exactly. You know, that in love feeling, those hormones don't and that's what you know when you get that feeling you got serotonin dopamine all this stuff pumping through your body it doesn't yep. last it doesn't last it can't body. last you, it, it, it can't. will kill you 
You could actually, it could, it's get, gonna, it, you could be overloaded. You know, it's yeah, going to go away. And now we got to deal with, okay, that, that feeling is no longer here right now. You know, I'm not saying that we can't go to the movies and feel it, or not saying we can't go out to eat and feel the little butterflies. But at this moment, it's not here. Now we have to, we have a household to manage. We have a business to run. We have a, a friendship to build. Um, that's right. more important than seeking something that, that you only see in, 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 in romance, romance books and movies. Right. And that's why. And even problem. in those, they don't last. And exactly. they, those, notice those movies, they end at that point, but those people have a whole life to go on. And even they, in the ones that they actually say, you know, oh, you know, where well, they die at 99 years old and they were happy and they lived 66 more years together and you just fast forward to them 66 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't see all the things. It, it, let's say that that's a universe, that, that's a real universe and those things are really happening. You didn't see all the things that they had to do, all those be between them 66 years, you know, from when they were 30 to 90. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I the tell things, my, the little I small things that, that, that they had to, you know, keep that relationship going, not the notebook. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, I fell in love with you. But oh, you I know love what? You, but I love in love with you. But I love you. I but think, I'm in love with you. I think the notebook. Uh, I did enjoy the notebook. I'm not gonna lie. One of few. Yeah, no, it was a good. It was yeah, it was a good. It, it was, was a good very movie. well put together. But yeah. I think he was more like, "What do you want? What do you want?" Huh? Like he said, "What do you want?" Like, yeah, what do you really want. Do you really want to experience life with an organized person? You don't feel any, because she's a passionate girl. You don't feel nothing. You don't really, you love them, but you don't feel anything at all. Or somebody that you are, you know, you're compatible with, we fight. And that's strange. That's, that goes back to something else. That's, that's the type of love I'm against, actually. The notebook is good, <laughs> but I'm against it. <laughs> well here's the thing like the, the, it, it could it could be seen as like you know toxic relationships and things like that and what that really comes down to is, is uh, attachment right the the, 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 the <laughs> that's what he ultimately said he said yo we fight this is what we do we fight yeah right and then it's like okay now we just got this problematic relationship that we feel super intensely for now of course in like you said in, in the perfect world but in my world it's not a, mm -hmm. a perfect world it's like it's in my world and my world is the world that i I choose to 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 create and live in, mm -hmm. right? Just like I'm just conscious and aware of it, you know. Yeah. Not every and we all do that. It's just everybody's not necessarily aware that they're creating their world. They're relating to that world that they've created in in a certain way, and that's how, why they feel the way that they feel, mm -hmm. whether great or 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 sad, you know, whether happy or depressed, you know, content or just you know, mal, you know, just malicious towards everything, you know. Um, it's all based on our own like little worlds kind of intertwining and, and interconnecting with each other um, as, we, as we relate to each other. Um, you know, and going to that, it's important to know that like in the world that I create, which is the world that we can all live in, right? We could all live into this type of world. You know, anything is actually possible. And that in, a, in my world, if I was writing that book or that, that movie, right? And I said, okay, well, what do I want humanity to learn from this? You know, mm -hmm. what do I want them to gain from this? Well, um, whatever the Ryan Gosling's character and the other guy's character, they get together, they build a house with the girl and they all live together, <laughs> right? So she gets this intense, you know, feeling of, of, of uh, you know, all this great bubbles and stuff like that. And then she also gets this, um, you know, solid foundation, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now, 
she has to now manage her relationship with these two men. Right? That's the cost. She has to be able to manage whatever the energies that she has to put out to keep those relationships going, meaning, you know, her time, her, uh, her essence, right. Her, her attention, you know, um, you know, she's got to now provide that for now two men instead of one. Right. But she gets two men that she cares deeply for and wants, wants in her life. The Ryan Gosling character, he gets this woman that he's super, super duper intense about. And he has all this, whatever, whatever, this is a super strong attraction. He gets, you know, they get that relationship. Um, and then the other guy gets his beautiful woman that, you know, he probably wouldn't have based on if, if he was just in a, they're in the jungle and there were no rules about security and all the other stuff that, that we have in our society. And everybody gets something great out of that deal. And everybody has, 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 you know, I'm not gonna, what they I'm want. Not gonna lie. That would, that would make a very interesting movie. Yeah, like everybody, everybody has what they want. You know, like, yes, they come with their issues, but you get more than you lose. Now, mm. in, in, a, in, a, in a monogamous world, it was in the world they have, she's going to, like, really lose in one or two, one of the two situations. Yeah, in economics, they call it, you know, it's a, it's a, a trade-off or opportunity cost. To right. Get something, you always have to lose something. Yes, you do, right? So, it. like, it, it, it's just, man, the, do the benefits weigh out the costs? To have multiple relationships, absolutely. And 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 for those who are like skeptical, it's very very simple. I'll break it down to the the core dynamics of that philosophy or that idea. Is having a relationship with one other person better than being alone? Of course. Like if if if, if with one other person, mind you, this is a working relationship, right? Is let's say that in this in the in the in this example, it's a it's a working relationship. Mm-hmm. You could have a working relationship with yourself and only yourself, or you could have a working relationship with yourself and someone else. If we had those options, which one would we naturally choose? Well, naturally, we you look at children. Children would naturally choose to play with somebody else instead of just playing with themselves. Yep. And to them, everything's possible. They don't know that person. They don't know the person's background. They don't know the conditions of that person's parents that's being placed on them. All they know is I'm over here. I have this toy. I see you over there. I want to be over there with you. Or I want you over here with me. Mm-hmm. Because we are naturally, um, we're pack creatures. We're herd animals. Does that mean that we cannot exist without ourselves? No, I'm by myself. You know, I can exist by myself. I love being by myself. And I know if I had the option of choosing an awesome partner, you know, or just being with me, you know, and then we had a working relationship. I would totally choose, you know, to have one, two, three, four um, partners. Right? I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I feel, I love being by myself. I love it. Mm -hmm. right? But if given the option of being with someone else, that's an awesome partner. Uh, business, yeah. Relationship, friend. Oh, I, you know, let's just link up for, for a few. Let's have great conversations and, I'll later retreat back to solitude. <laughs> yeah. And, to, and, and that's a healthy way to look at relationships where that person, you know, you are solid within yourself and then you add unto yourself with other people. Mm -hmm. But one of the greatest, you know, detriments to human beings to this day, you know, one is that love in, in love, you know, conflation that, that has us like messed up and, and not really um, present to what we actually want in a relationship. But one of the other things, and it's, it's, super simple and it's in every movie it's in every tv show it's in every magazine you know when the topics come up or it's or it's in the background and it's super simple 
but it's the idea that the other person is necessary for you to be a certain way. Mm. You know, the you complete me idea, the, you know, one true love idea. All of these are bound under the same principle, which is like, well, you need that other person in order to be a certain way that you want to be. Mm-hmm. And that inherently is just not, that's just not what so. That's and, not. And that's my only problem. Are. I know my daughter is, she's gotten into reading, consuming books. Like she loves, she's consuming probably mm-hmm. three to four books a week. No lie. Right. Right. And, but I asked her the other day, I said, well, you know, what's your favorite genre? And she says, romance. And I'm like, and you're like, uh oh. And then the thing, crazy thing is, she's like, one day she, so we're in the kitchen and she brings us, hey, daddy. Why don't you put roses on the floor for mommy when she walks in? You're not romantic. I'm like, babe, babe, chopping up flowers and throwing them on the ground is not romance. (laughs) (laughs) If your mom did that for me, I'm not going to feel anything. I'm just going to see dead flowers on the floor that somebody has to pick up later on. (laughs) 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 So I'm like, this this, this is what I got. I I, I started telling what I was telling you. Like, you know, that's not love. The stuff that you read in your books at the end of the day, doesn't really happen in real life. Doesn't and really even if it happen. does, even if it does, when people try to recreate those things, it's not authentic. It's not this. It's not authentic. It's literally I'm trying to manufacture something that I've a, seen. A, some, yeah, something I'm, I'm recreating, which in and of itself isn't necessarily bad. The idea of looking at something and then learning from it, it's not that in and of itself is not a negative or a bad thing. It's just when you're looking at something that doesn't actually work. But when you're gaining, like getting incorrect knowledge, incorrect, you know, truths, because they're true in that world, they're true in yeah. that book, they're true mm-hmm. in that, even in, in, in the real world, like, oh, that's true for that relationship, you know, and that it's true for that person, but it's not actually true for you. It's like, it's not authentic to you. No. Then, you know, you're living for other people and living with other people is healthy but living for other people is completely unhealthy, right? It's not healthy because we're not honoring ourselves. We're not honoring our spirits, our beings, our true selves. Like, and like what you said, you know, um, you, know you, you can keep your ego in check, mm-hmm. right? Because you see that ego as a distinct and separate identity other than you. Mm-hmm. That's something that you can look at, like if you had a dog or if you had a cat, and you say, oh, I can keep that over there. You can see it as something distinctly separate from you. Mm-hmm. Now, it may be connected, but it's also separate, right? It's distinct. And that's very important for people to understand that your ego is not you. Your ego is the construct that your mind fact. created. That's a fact. It's the construct. It's the identity that your mind created. And that identity was specifically molded and and it adapted and it learned from from the moment from even before you were born like before you when you were an embryo and you know and you started becoming a human and your brain started working like you know people can reckon babies can recognize their parents voices when mm-hmm. they come out you know they recognize songs and things like that because you have ears you know after a certain stage of development you got ears and stuff and so from those times your your brain is learning how to be what it is yeah but your brain's learning like what is the sound of this is this familiar what is that is this good is this bad all these things it's learning and so we are living as you know whatever age the person is listening to this podcast you can be 15 you can be 50 or you know or 500 your a pro your ego is a product of all of those years 
Mm-hmm. Going back, and this is why I tell her in reading, you know, you got to be careful because you're still young. You're a young reader. So you have yet to begin to separate what you're reading as strict entertainment and the ideologies that you pick up in reading. Yes. Right. So you begin to think everything must be romanticized because you're reading romance novels. So everything is right. Um, And so what I have to tell you, like, I don't want you to form this illusion in thinking this is how men act. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And that if they don't act like that, then they're not good mates. They're they're, they're not good men. Right. I said, I told her, I said, you consider me a good father. You've considered me a good husband to your mother. I don't do all that stuff that you see in those books. And me and your mother right. have a great relationship. Right. right. And so now you have to identify what's a great relationship. You already have a point of reference. You don't need a point of reference coming from a novel. Right. Uh, so, and that's the thing. We are inundated with romance novels. Yep. Movies that depict romance. Romance in a certain way, relationships in a certain and so, way. And we begin to think that we have to be in love to in order have to have a good relationship. Great relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be in love with this person first. I have to love Okay, so now you're in love with this person. You get these little good great feelings. And before those great feelings could subside, you ignore all other objection about this person. You ignore right. that's what the hormones do when enter your body. You are no longer objective. Yeah. They, they, flood, the they, flood that, your, they flood your thoughts and all your processes. Everything so goes to the to things that you... Get that thing right there. Any like other day, when you're sober, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, heck no. Right. I would never put up with a person like this. You know and the shouldn't is there because it just simply doesn't, like, it doesn't, in line, it doesn't go in line with your spirit. It doesn't go in line with your being, the, the real authentic you. And that's what, you know, there's a lot of philosophies. And there's like these, it's funny, I, I, I see when I'm trying to, teach people how to be right i don't want to and it sounds arrogant and it sounds blah, blah blah but you know what i mean like oh well why do you who do you who are you to think that you can teach people how to be like okay so if, if usain bolt says hey i'm trying to think of how i can teach people how to be fast you know i'm gonna have students i'm gonna take on open up a school you know and i'm gonna teach people how to be fast i'm gonna teach people wouldn't look at that person and be like oh that's just egotistical and that he shouldn't be doing those things mm-hmm. look at who's selling bolt and be like okay can i sign my kid up for your class please yeah i want my but, kid to be as fast and as that's you, not even right even let me piggyback off what you said because even then you have some of the greatest coaches on the planet and they've the, never played they've the never game. played the game yeah so, but you have them, even, they're, they, they're invested in mm-hmm. understanding how to play the game yes and so, so they're great candidates for teaching people how to play the game. And this they, is what we they, they why I come to you about yeah. relationships because yeah. you are invested in understanding yes. how to get not just one, not just a monogamous relationship, polyamorous relationships, business relationships, friendships, how to make those things work. Yes. All relationships. Like, so most of, and th- this is why I'm able to, to assist so many different types of people in so many different types of problems. Cause almost every single problem and issue comes down to relationships. You know, it comes down mm-hmm. to how they're relating. Because a relationship isn't just a connection of two people. Like, we have relationships to our ego. We have relationships to ourself. Yeah. We have relationships to um, inanimate, you know, ideas, like objects and things like that. Like we have relationships to everything. So if we can relate to those things in a way that works, then we 
we can begin to like master that specific aspect of our life. You know, and the, 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 the overall things, of course, relating to your partners, like your, your, your mates, relating to your business, you know, um, the people that you do you deal in business, whatever you're doing to, to create wealth and money and things like that for yourself and relating to your family, like your mother, your father, your, your, your cousins, your sisters, your, your children. Um, and, but of course, it, you know, the, the first and the deepest relationship is, is, is related to self, you, distinguishing yourself. Then your immediate family, right? Like the relationship to others, mm-hmm. right? Then you got like, you know, your, your business relationship, things like that, because that could be tertiary, right? Secondary, of course, would be like your, your immediate, immediate family. And then you have, then you have your outer family, your cousins, you know, your friends, you know, um, things like that. And when we see those things, though, and we start to dissect those, those different layers of onions, if we don't get the first one on point, everything outside of the onion, like if the core of the onion is rotten, everything outside is going to have that tinge of rotten. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It'll spread. Now, you can't have something way on the outside that's rotten, but the core of the onion is healthy. There's still edible parts of that onion. Mm-hmm. And, you, and can so, easily, you can easily take that layer off. <laughs> yeah, that layer can, like, I have, I know that humanity as itself is rotten, but I have a great experience every day. I know that even when I'm gaming and I'm playing game, video games, stay connected to, like, the idea of being human and, and attachment and things like that. I know that that game in and of itself is a community of rotten people. <laughs> right? But because, even though I partake in it, I can still completely, at any moment in time, I can just separate myself from it, even while playing. Yeah. But I play the game of being there, mm-hmm. being with problematic humans. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I get to you know, still relate to people when they come to me with problems. So going back to the, like, what do I want to, like, you know, like really teach people and, and what, what I have, I guess, to, really to offer human beings, my fellow human beings, is that if I can achieve mastery of my emotions, mm-hmm. my, my fears, worries, doubts, loves, um, excitements, if I can achieve that, and I looked at how my life shifted and, and like just how my daily experience shifted, like I have peace when I want it. I have joy when I want it. I have you know, freedom from anger when I want it. If I can do that, then anybody else can do that because I know, I, I know how we're connected. I know the how. It's not a question of if we are connected. We are actually all connected. So if I, as one piece of that onion, can get that pure experience with life, which by the way, pure experience with life doesn't mean everything's, you know, unicorns and rainbows. It's just that my perspective, my relationship to those things that are negative, it's, it it has integrity. I have have integrity with the relationship. I see that this is what it is. It's like, it's kind of like boiling water. Boiling water can kill you. Boiling water can be completely and utterly dangerous, but I have a, a great relationship to it. And so all I do Instead of sticking my hand in it, mm-hmm. I stick leaves in it because that's what the water is. You know, I'm, that's the integral, the integral use of that water is to make tea. I don't try and bathe in boiling water. We tend to do that with our relationships with mm. ourselves and other human beings. Facts. Like we don't utilize that thing for what it is. It was designed to do. 
why why was this in all of the universe and all of the creations and all this thing why is water able to get boiled why why does heat do that to water thought experiment aside there are certain designs to certain things so that goes back to your compatibility idea a person this is why i say everybody can have a relationship with anybody Right? Because that, if you utilize that person for what they are designed for, mm-hmm. and you relate to them authentically in that, and stop trying to get orange juice out of avocados. If you, if you, like, it, you can eat an avocado, but you, if you're trying to get orange juice out of it, if you want you know, a certain, let's say, I don't know, I'm not sure if, vitamin, if, if avocado has vitamin C. But let's say avocado doesn't have vitamin C, and what you're looking for right now because you have a cold, you know, and you want to you know, to boost your immune system, you get an orange or some kind of citrus or some, some kind of thing that has vitamin C in it, right? Mm-hmm. But then you, you go to the avocado and you say, well, I want to get vitamin C from you. And you can start juicing the avocado and you start pureeing the avocado and you start eating the avocado and you're trying to change the avocado in every way that you can. You're not mm-hmm. going to get the vitamin C from that avocado. You're not going to get that. Um, here's a crude example. You're not going to get that big D love, you know, from... Roger, okay. Mm-hmm. Stop looking for Roger to give you big D love. He's not gonna give it to you. Now, do you want big D love? You could totally get big, big D love, but you gotta go to John. John has big D. But then when you get with John, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get financial stability out of John. John doesn't provide financial stability. That's not what he has. That's not what is in John's wheelhouse. So you're saying uh, possible? So you're saying a lot of people are actually trying to force people to do things that is not that are not authentically them. Something that yes, yes, I may not be able to be the person that you're looking for fi- financial sta- uh, stability because that's just not in his nature. He can provide other ways, doing other things. Yes, totally. He just doesn't have it. Like when you tell people, not everybody's a scholar. Not everybody right. to to be a scientist, okay? But not everybody is capable or wants to. Let's say that. Yes. They want to do those things. Yes. Authentic is the name of the game, people. Authentic, authentic, authentic. Now, what is authentic? Let's define that for the people who haven't seen it in some of the shows and everything like that. Let's make the distinction, right, of authentic versus truth. Okay. Right? Like, or authentic versus honest. Right? Honest is what your mind truly believes. Your mind truly thinks. It's your mind, your ego. That's what's so for your ego. Your ego is not you, but it has its own belief system. Mm-hmm. And that's what's true for your mind is what's true for your mind. That's honest. If, and let's make a simple example. My name given to me is Collins. Now, my ego knows that that's my name. So if I took a lie detector test, and said, my name is Fred, beep, 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 it would go off, right? Because I know, I know my, truthfully, my mind knows my name's not Fred, my name is Collins, mm-hmm. right? Now, if I were to take a being a lie detector test, right, an authenticity test, and I said, my name is Collins, that wouldn't register as true. It doesn't light me up. You know, like that's just a name that I've gotten. I've got Collins, I've got Papacalo, I've got Kool-Aid, I've got Jack Trades, I've got Jack, I've got the Jack, you know, bro, 
son, daughter, all like all these freaking names that somebody has called me at some point in time. These aren't my name. That's not what I am. If somebody says, well, who are you? I'm Collins. Like, that's not who I am. I'm not just that thing. You know what I mean? That doesn't ring true. So that's the, the, the authenticity is your being, your spirit, the real use, the thing that listens to those thoughts, that hears those thoughts, mm. right? From your ego. That's its truth, <laughs> right? That's your truth. And that's authentic, authenticity. It's funny, like as, as people laugh at, in, in the background, as you guys probably heard, <laughs> that's like a cosmic um, awesome thing that happened because authenticity always feels good. Authenticity breeds laughter, smiles, joy, you know, um, elation, um, calm, you know, um, positive. See that it breeds all of that, right? <laughs> so authenticity feels good. Honesty, however, doesn't always feel good. Mm. All right. Honesty could be, well, I honestly think people are stupid and these are real thoughts in my brain. Like I, re- I honestly believe that I honestly uh, believe that my mom was mean as hell. You know what I mean? These are honest thoughts. Like if, if, my, if I were to say, no, women are complete angels. <laughs> That would be a lie because my, my brain does not like agree with that, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a true statement. My name is not Fred. And I don't believe that, you know, all humans are, well, it's funny. It's like my brain just like doesn't believe that all humans are anything, but humans as a, as a whole, you know, are good. Like I, my, that's not a truthful thing. Now, are humans perfect? Yes. Like without a doubt, humans are absolutely perfect. Life is perfect. The world is perfect. Animals are perfect. Viruses are perfect. You know, everything's perfect. Everything is exactly as it should be. I mean, that feels great. Mm -hmm. It feels great. Now my brain comes in, but what about COVID-19 and how these humans are are reacting to it? Do you say that's perfect? Buying a whole bunch of toilet paper when that has nothing to do with your survival? (laughs) That's perfect, those idiots. You know, that's perfect. Like, no, um, it's not fun. It's not great. It's not awesome, but it is perfect. It's, a, it's, it's human beings acting exactly as they're designed to act. Free will, learnability. Now, what you choose to learn or what didn't do, maybe some of them didn't choose, you know, um, outright uh, to, to have the lessons taught, but they did choose to accept those lessons. And so when your daughter is choosing to accept that, this is what romance is and this is what it's supposed to be. At that point, that's the agreement. That's the free will. Mm-hmm. Now, there are lots of people that read that book and they don't have that same outlook. Exactly. Right? And so for those people, they make a different choice. And so when a human being has a certain, um, or, you know, or life and in, in, in general, a living organism makes a certain choice to do certain things and they get certain results, that's perfect. It's completely and utterly perfect. Now, somebody, you know, um, who has had, you know, loss uh, and they're dealing with it and they're, it's hard for them to grieve, they don't want to accept this. And that's what gives them the suffering. You know, they want to judge the idea of God and creation and life, you know, for even those that don't even believe in God, they say, oh, life's messed up because look at this person. It's a, that's a, a five-year-old little girl. She didn't hurt anybody. She didn't do anything. Why does she have leukemia? You know, or why did my mom get an accident? You know, why did she die? You know, these ideas is because uh, why that gives us the, (laughs) 
the suffering that we have is because we choose to suffer. We choose. We can make the choice to not suffer, but we choose to suffer because we choose to say this shouldn't be. And that's what it is. Things are the way that they are. Doesn't mean that you can't do anything about the way things are if you want to make them differently, you know, be differently from the way that they are. No, totally not. It doesn't mean that you can just, you just sit back and you're like, you know, you're impervious to the world. No, but make sure when you choose to do that thing, whatever that thing is, that it is authentic. Because if it's only honest and truthful, but it comes from a negative place, you're going to get the results of that. It will bear the fruit that you began with. And that's just one of those hard lessons that most human beings, they do not, um, they don't want to learn. And even when they, they don't even know that it's one to learn, but when they get the opportunity to learn it, they reject it. Mm -hmm. They reject it because they don't, it's scary. The idea that I can look at something and say that, that this too is perfect. And then what do I do with it? That means that I am fully responsible, like I'm fully responsible for how I am in that moment. I don't get to blame anybody else. There's no scapegoats in that, in that world. And you know what? The idea of perfect, seeing um, The Last Samurai. You seen The Last Samurai? With um, uh, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you remember like the last battle scene when Tom Cruise is holding the, the samurai guy? You know, they lose the battle ultimately and you know, the guy does the- uh, Harikari. Harikari. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Tom Cruise assists him and he's over Tom Cruise's shoulder, and in that moment of him about to die, he sees a tree with it has uh, the little purple leaves, and it's, it looks beautiful. Yeah, 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 the cherry blossoms. Dying. I think I threw the cherry blossoms. Yeah, and as he's dying, he says, "Perfect." Like, yeah, the perfect death. Like this is this is perfect. Yeah. So yeah, I get what you're saying about you know, if something is moving based on the way that it is designed to move, then there is no flaw. It's perfect. Yeah, nothing. No flaw at all. And that's really what, what it comes down to is um, perfection or bliss or, you know, peace and all that stuff. That's not really some, it's not a destination to get to. It's an acceptance. Mm. Like it's, it's it, this is what is. So you just got to fall in line with it. Like we're constantly jumping out of line, trying to, you know, um, control things in life and trying to, and the control is based on things that we are told should and shouldn't be from since we were children, which were lessons taught by people who were told those things when they were children, you know, so it's a bunch of lessons regurgitated over and over and over again to teach human beings how to be miserable, you know, te to teach yeah, us and how I'm gonna, not to connect. And I'm going to relate that to... Uh, something as a parent that I learned and just in disciplining my children and raising my children. And I, and I realized, I said, you know what, where do we learn how to discipline? Our and so just being an American, being a black American, I realized, I said, okay, so my grandma was raised by my great grandma. My great grandma was probably raised by us. So all that information about how to raise children, all that information on how to build someone, ultimately yeah. came from slave thinking. Um, so then once I realized that just as a parent, like I was reflecting on it one day and I said, you know what, I cannot raise my children in the same way or teach them the same exact. And I had a great childhood, you know? Right, right. But I can make it better. Yes. I can be you can less, definitely improve on something. Yeah. Yes. I can be less obtrusive when it comes to their identity as far as trying to shape them and, and what I find as perfection, 
or what yes. I want them to be and let them be their authentic self. And uh -huh. that's by examining who they are when they were first born, with the yeah. characteristics that they came onto the planet with. And so, and I allow them to have, be able to, to speak their mind without me getting upset. Yes. Who are you talking to? No, I want right. you to be respectful, but say what you got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you say what you got to say, I know how you're feeling about something. Yeah, yeah. So we can nip that in the bud right away. Or, or this never happened, but oh, daddy, you don't love me. Okay, I'm glad that you said that. Why do you feel that way? Great, that's not true. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nip that in the bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if I don't give them that that free reign to speak, the freedom to express, then you can't actually speak. You can't speak authenticity into their truth because in that moment, they truly believe that. they they believe it. They, they believe it. Like their brains are like, "Yo, daddy doesn't love me." Daddy, that daddy is, doesn't love me thing. It's it's dad, big. It's huge. It's big because you know what? It's you huge. won't even know. And I tell people when they say, y "You won't even realize." You won't realize. You could you could do a million things for your kid, and it'd be. One day, man, you didn't show up <laughs> for their baseball game, or they try to show you a picture of something that they drew, and you was like, ah, "Nah, watch TV." And in that moment, like he boom, it's locked in. He doesn't love me. I'm not good. That and that that daddy doesn't love me locks in. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough for love. I'm not important. There's something wrong with me, and that begins the core building blocks of their identity. Yeah, yeah. And they relate to every yeah. single person based on yeah. that. And their yeah. mind does one of two things. It either rides with that full-fledged full or does the polar opposite insecurity conversation where it goes the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. So if the person had a, you know, a mean mom, I'm, I'm going to go after the sweetest, nicest, most pushover women that won't help me grow. Mm -hmm. you know? Or I'll go for a woman that's just mean and, and, and just honorary just like my mom. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and so... Like, and that's, and that, and we do the, we do the same, we do it with everything. It's not just with like, um, our loving relationship stuff, but we do it with everything. Like, oh, well, my dad was a mechanic. I'm not going to be a mechanic. I'm, I'm going to do everything that I can not to be a mechanic, you know, because I don't want to live that life. Cause they saw dad come home one day, you know, hurt because a car fell on him and like, mm -hmm. I'll never do that. You know, I'm going to go. And then they go into business money. There's, they're miserable in business as well. I was miserable with my nice women as well. Final thing I wanted to share and what self-mastery is, the ability to be the way that you want to be when you want to be it. Anytime, any place, no matter what's going on, you can be the way that you want to be. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, he's up in Cali. I'm in Florida, so you know, time difference. So we've been trying to connect for at least for the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate you giving me a platform for others to to be able to absorb these things because the more people that are mastering these, these kind of lessons and things like that, which is, we're just going to have a different type of human on this earth. We're just going to have different people, not even just better, but like actually different. We're going to be relating to each other differently. Instead of toilet paper, we're going to buy napkins. I would at this time, <laughs> <laughs> I would at this time give, uh, let you know where you can find him on social media, but <sighs> really not on I think he only has a Facebook. He's never on his Instagram. I, he doesn't have. A yeah, Facebook. never. So if you look for him on Facebook, Collins Peters, right? Collins Peters. Yeah. You have the, the whole name. Yeah. If you, if you do. Yeah. It's C-O-L-L-I-N-S P-E-T-E-R-S. It's going to be the guy that looks like accurate Jesus. I would say black Jesus, but you know, Jesus is black. <laughs> so I'm going to say accurate Jesus. All right. It's a, it's a picture that um, a, a queen of mine took, took of me a while ago for my, 
for this business, for this, um, this work that I'm doing right now. Um, and I am pushing him. Yeah. I'm pushing him to, to, to get the, his website up. I am pushing him to get more involved because he does have a lot of interesting um, you know, concepts and ideas and a lot of things that I believe will help people. Yeah, hopefully. Better people. So, um, again, thank you for coming. Oh, and Facebook.com. Sorry. One, one, it's Facebook.com slash Jack Trades Inc. is the actual Facebook like URL for that. Okay. J A C K I N C. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Jack Trades Inc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you guys find me there. And if, if anybody's interested, I do one-on-one sessions and family sessions. If you guys have problems with your family and problems with the business and things like that, and people, you know, people not getting along, and you you're tired of just trying to go at it by yourself, you don't have to. You know, there are people out there that are that's what they're good at. And this is what I'm good at. This is the what I'm here for is to give you human beings, you know, a a greater run at life. You know, and chances to have great relationships in places that they're struggling. You know, we can fortify certain things and um and deal with them in a positive way, not in just the ways that we've been learning how to deal with them from our parents and our parents' parents and our parents' parents and TV and news and stuff like that. So um yeah, thanks again, Jamari. I appreciate it. Being part of the Ultimate Freedom Podcast family. No. Appreciate you. All right. Later. I appreciate the emails and messages that I have been receiving to keep up this podcast work. Uh, COVID-19 quarantine has given us some free time. So I'll be dedicating more of this time to solidify my foundation in the podcast universe. Stay tuned. You've been listening to the Ultimate Freedom Podcast with Jamare Clarington. You can follow him at I am Jay Clarington on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download and follow the channel on the Podbean app to leave comments, receive exclusive information on upcoming shows and events. And while you're at it, Check out IamJClarington.com for additional content. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening. And good night.